Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there. Welcome in to the PHNX D-Back Show right here on PHNX. Shout out to OG's Brands, of course, the official sponsor of Flavoring Fridays. Head on over to ogsbrands.com to see their full lineup, including their new uh, newest gummies, which you know I'm a huge fan of one of those, uh, and find out where you can purchase them. Of course, Jesse uh, is here. I am here. I am your mayor, PHNX, occasionally known as Derek Montilla. Ski to you all. This is your vice mayor, occasionally known as Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. And I know he doesn't know what that opening bit was a reference to. I know he's never, you've never seen Groundhog's Day, the movie, I imagine. No, of course yeah, not. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Damon <laughs> confessed to me he's never seen a Bill Murray movie, and so that was as equally as distressing as anything you've ever told me before in the entire time we've known each other. Uh, but I'm wearing that one. Though, I know. Man. You should wear that one. You should wear that one. Even I have seen a Bill Murray movie. See? All right. See? <laughs> That's crazy. Um, I don't remember. I don't have remember what it was called. No. Oh God! Oh, if you, you guys don't remember oh what it's God. called, have you really seen a Bill Murray movie? I know. Yeah, I don't think you don't I did see it. it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no. it wasn't it, memorable, but I did. It holds no weight. Yeah. Movie. More importantly, do you care about what a groundhog says about the weather, Jesse? Do you care what a rodent says about the weather? Uh, I probably not. Okay. <laughs> Punxsutawney Phil predicted the weather again today. That's that whole thing for Groundhog's Day. That's what uh, Groundhog's Day is all about, whether he saw a shadow or not. And this son of a bitch, this fraud, has been getting away with this entirely too long. This image uh, was put out on Twitter today uh, showing Punxsutawney's Phil's predictions since 1887. And we're going back like 150 years here. And the groundhog has only been correct 30% of the time, Jesse. 30% of the time. Why do we still give a damn about what this groundhog has to say uh, on the 2nd of February? I still don't understand it. Uh, I mean, as we're going to discuss in our audio-only podcast on Saturday, even umpires, Derek, are accurate far more than 30% of the time. But as Damon (laughs) and I were discussing, uh, if you do that as a, a batter... Uh, you'll get into the Hall of Fame. So somehow that's once again how baseball is so skewed. Uh, shout out to Mike Fair and I stealing his joke on that one. But uh, shout out to the Baltimore Orioles who have, who may have made uh, the the second biggest move of this MLB offseason. A few days later, after it was announced that they were selling the team, uh, the O's make a trade with the Milwaukee Brewers for pitching ace 
Corbin Burns. Jesse, what were what was your thoughts on the O's being the the team that that comes out with one year of Corbin Burns? I'm just so I'm just so happy that the Orioles front office finally listened to all of us. Uh, I know they were I know they were resisting and eventually they succumbed to the pressure and they did what basically the entire baseball world wanted them to do and they did it in about the most uh the most dramatic fashion that they could. Uh Corbin Burns, I think Corbin Burns is probably the most talented pitcher, the most impactful pitcher that will be acquired by any team. This offseason, that includes Yoshinobu Yamamoto, although I acknowledge those two could be close. Uh, he's that good. And, uh, you know, of course, it sounds like the Orioles have been working on this for a long time. Uh, the other reminder here for me is that, uh, you know, you, just because you're you're not uh, you're not exactly winning the offseason as of, you know, November 15th or December 15th. Uh, doesn't mean that you can't win the offseason or have a very good offseason when all is said and done, especially this year when so many marquee names yeah. are still on the board. Uh, and it's a reminder for, you know, for other fan bases too. Like if you're a Cubs fan or whatever, like, you know, there's still time for you to make multiple very impactful acquisitions with how many how many names are out there on the market. And uh, but yeah, for, for this, for the Orioles, uh, honestly, couldn't really have thought of anything better for them to do. Uh, Corbin Burns is is an extremely good pitcher. And, uh, you know, from the Diamondbacks perspective, I guess, I guess you're, you're not too sad to see, uh, to see Corbin Burns leaving the national league. Yeah. That's, that's a big thing is definitely not, uh, not upset about him being out of the national league one bit. Um, he was traded to Baltimore for short shortstop, Joey Ortiz, left-handed pitcher, DL hall, and a 2024 draft pick. Overall, we know that right now prospects, the value of prospects are higher than they've ever been. Teams are just so much more reluctant to currently trade prospects that, but in looking at, at this, this doesn't feel like this was a, a huge amount to give up for Corbin Burns, uh, but it might be a lot to give up for just one year of Corbin Burns. Should the Orioles not be able to potentially sign him to a contract extension? Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think the Orioles will sign him to a contract extension. I mean, it mean, it seems pretty clear. I mean, Corbin Burns basically already said uh, that he, you know, is going to test the open market next off season. So sure. yeah, that's a definite downside here from, from Baltimore's side of things. Uh, Corbin Burns is not a long-term solution for them, but yeah, I mean, in terms of, in terms of the costs here, Joey Ortiz and DL Hall, uh, you know, two solid prospects. Dia Hall was at one point one of the best pitching prospects in the game. Uh, Jory Ortiz, you know, still showing up on on some top 100 lists. Uh, it's you know, it's a decent, it's a it's a solid get uh, yeah. for for Milwaukee, I think. Yeah. But from the Orioles side of things, I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> these prospects are basically a dime a dozen to them. Uh, they, they have such an outrageously good farm it's system. It's ridiculous. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, in some ways, these guys were were kind of expendable. And, and I mean, even after this trade, the Baltimore Orioles still have one of the best farm systems in baseball. But does this mean that the Orioles are kind of all in on making a, a run in the motherfucking yops this uh, this <laughs> next year? Like, I mean, it feels like it's all uh, like, again, like we said, their, their farm system is still stacked. But uh, it really doesn't it does feel like bringing on a guy like Corbin Burns that, you know, is just going to be here for one year is is like you're ready to make that run i've kind of talked at times about how there's those phases that a team kind of has to go through and and how they have to view their team first have to figure out what your core is that's 
checkmate on on that for those Baltimore Orioles. They know exactly who their young core is, and that advances them to the next stage of like, can you win with that young core and then address the needs and add to that young core? And that's like, that's where they're at now is kind of a final phase of they've added one of the best starting pitchers in baseball to that young core. Uh, and now they're kind of set. They have a really good starting rotation, a uh, really good bullpen, great, you know, positional players like the Baltimore Orioles already won over a hundred games last year. And they just added, you know, one of the best pitchers to bring that experience, you know, and bring, you know, that, especially that playoff experience, uh, to a team that doesn't have much of that. I mean, what a like 72 hours this has been if you're a Baltimore Orioles fan. Oh, man. I mean, the team the team gets purchased, of course, uh, you know, just a few days ago. I know that still has to be finalized. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if that new ownership group is exactly calling the shots at this point. But it sure. did seem like, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of an odd coincidence at the very least that, you know, they have this new ownership group come in. And, uh, you know, about 48 hours later, uh, the, the Orioles are, are making a, a very significant move that a lot of people have been have been kind of begging them to make. Uh, so, yeah, just an enormous an enormous week for the Baltimore Orioles uh, from the Brewers side. This is this is interesting. Um, again, I, I think the package here that Milwaukee is getting is is not a bad one. They're getting the 34th overall pick in the 2024 draft, which basically replaces the pick that they would have gotten if they had just held on to Corbin Burns and given him the qualifying offer and then lost him in free agency. Um, and yeah, DL Hall and, and Joey Ortiz are two, you know, solid players. Uh, I guess in in my mind, I might have seen the package being a little bit bigger here. Uh, you know, from from Baltimore, it sounds like the Orioles have been from what Ken Rosenthal said on foul territory earlier today. It sounds like the Orioles have been in on doing this trade for a very long time. It's just a matter of the Milwaukee Brewers kind of eventually saying that, that they would do this. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I wonder if maybe Milwaukee could have could have gotten more here. But there's also a world in which like six years of DL Hall and six years of Joey Ortiz and you know, the, the Brewers are a team that drafts well. They have the 34th overall pick, and they could yeah, use that pick very point. well. There's a world in which they wind up getting a ton of value here. And, you know, we look back at this, you know, five, ten years down the road. It's like, wow, that was a, you know, that was a big move for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. It's too early to really say at this point how it's going to pan out. But for the moment, you know, the initial reaction is that, eh, you know, maybe the, maybe the Brewers could have gotten a, a little bit more. And, and you're right. I think that there is the idea here that – that they probably shopped around. They got some offers. You know, this isn't the only offer they received. So they had sure. to consider it to be one of the better offers based on the return that they were getting. You have to factor in Burns was fairly unhappy with the organization. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much how much resentment there still is there, but we know at one point after going through that terrible process known as arbitration that uh, he wasn't very happy with some of the things that were said about him. Uh, but it was, uh, you know, overall, it's one of those situations where uh, it does feel like it's a great move for the Baltimore Orioles. And like you said, the return could end up making this a better deal in the long term, uh, especially if Corbin Burns does test those free agent waters and goes elsewhere other than Baltimore. Speaking of Baltimore, the Orioles needed to do this. The city needed this after what happened with the Ravens. So this was a great chance for <laughs> another sports franchise to pick up the the slack left by one that everybody thought was going to go to the the to uh, you know obviously to the Super Bowl. But it really does feel like the Orioles are instantly you know a favorite on the AL side now for the World Series, considering 
how good they were last year, how many games they won, and and this addition of one of the main things that they were missing, which was kind of a an, an, a solidified ace that brings over that experience. Now, I will go ahead and play devil's advocate and say, I know the Diamondbacks probably didn't have the assets uh, to make pull off this trade. And if they did, it probably was a little too steep of a price. You know, maybe a human Lin or some of those kind of guys would have been involved. And perhaps for one year of Corbin Burns, that wasn't good enough for Mike Hazen. But what are your thoughts on, on the Diamondbacks making that big sacrifice for one year Burns and having that starting rotation of Gallon, Burns, Kelly, Erod fought? Like that rotation? It's a pretty it's a pretty good starting rotation. Uh I mean I imagine <laughs> I imagine from the Diamondbacks perspective, if they had if they had opted to trade for Corbin Burns, they probably don't get Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh you do have to pay Corbin Burns. It's not a ton of money. Okay. Uh, but there is there is some money Good there. Point. I think it's like fifteen million dollars. Uh so yeah, if you you know, if you bring in Corbin Burns and trade the prospect capital necessary to, to do that, you're probably not still having, you know, the the fourteen million dollars that Erod will make with the D backs in 2024. But yes, I think we can all agree that Corbin Burns is a better pitcher than Eduardo Rodriguez. And, uh, you know, even if you take Eduardo Rodriguez out of that rotation, uh, the front three of Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, and Corbin Burns, in whatever order you want to put those guys, would be among the best in, in the game. Uh, and yeah. would be an, an you know a weapon for the Diamondbacks that their rotation now don't get me wrong I think still stacks up pretty well but I mean that's another level of of starting rotation for sure the tricky thing as you alluded to is like you know what is the Diamondbacks equivalent of this move uh, you know we don't we don't know exactly how the Brewers feel about the Diamondbacks prospects you know maybe they are higher on Joey Ortiz and DL Hall than a lot of other evaluators out there. I think that is I think that is likely. Um, I'm not sure if the Diamondbacks are able to do this without giving up. You know, I'm sure Brandon Fott would be a guy that the uh, that the Orioles or that the Brewers would would want in an exchange like this. I'm sure the don't Diamondbacks you, do not want dare. to do that. Don't you, uh, dare, Jesse? How dare you? I'm just trying. That? I'm trying to figure out what it would look like. Well, um, and that's why you know, like again, if you know that Burns is going to test the free agent, you know, the the free agent market next year. Is it worth, yeah. you know, you don't, I'm not saying that Brandon Fott is better than Corbin Burns, but I want to say the years of control of Brandon Fott is better than just one year of Corbin Burns. You don't want to make a mistake like that when this team wasn't built to compete for last year. This team right now is built to compete for the future and to be competitive in 2025 and 2026. So like you can't just be pushing all of your chips in for Corbin Burns for the 2024 season to say, this is, we need to win now. And I'm not saying the Orioles are saying that either, but I feel like the Orioles, maybe, maybe they looked over at what the Diamondbacks did last offseason and the Diamondbacks, or last postseason, I should say, and, and saw what the Diamondbacks accomplished. These are two teams that at one point were almost here at the bottom of MLB. Like they were neck and neck in AL and NL for like the worst teams in baseball. And now you could arguably say that they're both contenders for the world series title it's hard not to consider the diamondbacks that since they made it to the world series last year and they vastly improved their team this offseason and you can definitely not say that about the orioles considering where they were at at, at 100 plus wins last year winning that al east division and and coming out with the opportunity this year to improve and have that now that veteran ace at the top of their rotation like these two teams 
are kind of now ready to win and be competitive now and not build any more towards the future. And that's that's the important part about this. But I just don't think the Diamondbacks are ready to push their chips all in for one year that much, considering yeah. that this could be a team that does stay competitive for the next four to five seasons. Yeah, I think if it was, I think if it was two years of Corbin Burns, that makes more sense for the D-backs. I mean, it would be a little risky. You, you'd have not only two years of control of Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly, but you'd also have two years of control of Corbin Burns. And then after 2025, yeah. I don't know what the heck yeah. you're doing that's, <laughs> starting rotation at that that's point. That's a great point, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I would have been very curious to know if the Diamondbacks had any conversations about Corbin Burns with the Brewers, you know, whether it be at the trade deadline from last year or this offseason, you know, what names were discussed, what would that have looked like? My suspicion is that Diamondbacks fans would take one look at what the Brewers' ask was and and be kind of okay not having Corbin Burns for, for yeah. 2024. Yes. But uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, given the package that the Orioles are sending here, you at least have to ask the question of like, Oh, well, what would it have taken for, you know, my team to go get Corbin Burns? Maybe it's not exactly what I thought it would be. Um, um and, and Mike Hazen's never going to tell you. So you're never going to know if if they were in on him and how much because he'll never no. tell you on, on a mistrade <laughs> if he was actually pursuing that guy or not. But uh, obviously this means another thing as well. And that means that the Orioles and the Diamondbacks are obviously on a collision course uh, to meet in the World Series. That's what all, all of this chatter that we just uh, went over meant. But uh, speaking of Mike Hazen, Jesse, hopefully we don't have to worry about the Red Sox coming for him anymore uh, because the Boston Red Sox are bringing back Theo Epstein after failing to steal Hazen away from us. Uh, he won't be returning as a GM, though. He's returning to the organization, no. taking part ownership of Fenway Sports Group and joining in the role of a senior advisor. But considering the magic that that man brings to any organization he's a part of, I, I can understand why the Red Sox would want him back in any capacity. He's also there waiting in the wings should they all of a sudden decide to pivot and be like, hey, you want to also be GM again too? Because we'd be happy to have you. <laughs> yeah, I doubt I doubt that is, uh, that is coming anytime soon. <laughs> but yeah, Theo Epstein uh, had been serving... Uh, a role with Major League Baseball as as an advisor of some sort there, I believe, uh, you know, working on rule changes and whatnot. He did uh, an interview on Starkville um, over on the Athletic Baseball Show uh, about his role. And, and, you know, he and Jason Stark talked about MLB rule changes and whatnot for like an hour and a half. And it was one of my favorite things I've ever listened to. Theo Epstein just knows <laughs> the game really well. And I think he's, you know, I mean, like if you're running a Major League organization, you want his voice at the table. Like he's yeah. someone who has a lot of insight about basically everything when it comes to major league baseball. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if you're going to see him wear the, wear the GM hat again, uh, maybe ever, but uh, I'm sure he's going to continue to add value to, to this sport in, in some way. When people like Mike Hazen talk about being a GM, it sounds like a terrible job. It just does. It sounds like a terrible job that's going to give you lots of ulcers and sleepless nights and you're never going to get to go on vacation and you're never going to get to relax and you always have to worry and nothing's ever good, even when you win. Uh, and so I could understand wanting to avoid that job and that heartburn uh, very, very much. But uh, we do appreciate you guys being here for Jesse's wonderful insight and my nonsense uh, on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, of course. <laughs> people are people are really uh, they they really want the piano. They really they want, want they, the the the, 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 the people. 
Yeah. The, the, <laughs> bitches want it, and I'm bitches, Jesse. That's well, exactly you know what is going maybe, on. Maybe. Maybe for the for the diehards, one of these days we'll do a little. Uh, oh, concert. what a fucking me and, tease me and, this guy me and is! Jacob, me and Jacob Franklin tickling the ivories a little bit. I that would be incredible. For that I'm so in. If you learn the if you learn postcards <laughs> from the edge, I'll get Mega Ran to come uh, rap over the top of it, and that'll just be <laughs> that the would most be amazing. incredible diehard content ever. But uh, of course, we thank you guys for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed if you're not. Sign up for notifications if you haven't done that. Leave us a thumbs up, a like. We need those. We love those. It makes us feel good about ourselves. Is it counted? Is there any kind of actual like numbers that that populate about how many likes we got per episode? I don't think so, but I mean, it still makes us feel good about ourselves. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, make sure you're subscribed over there. Of course, if you haven't uh, done so yet, make sure to do that on your very favorite audio uh, podcasting app. Leave us a review. We always appreciate that feedback as well. Five-star reviews help us out tremendously. Uh, if you are looking for some way to improve your home in 2024, make sure to go out and grab yourself that Empire Today action. Empire Today, of course, has been a staple in the Valley for years, and they will get you uh, fitted with your new flooring and with shopping at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a price match guarantee. They also service their warranties, so you don't have to chase anyone around should there be any problems with your new flooring, but there won't be because Empire Today uh, does quality does a quality job with both their product and the installation. Uh, they also keep shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection and a virtual home designer that will let you see how those new floorings will look in any space in your home. Check them out today. Schedule a free in-home estimate. All listeners can receive a $350 discount when they use promo code PHNX. Restrictions do apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. Uh, also, Big shot. <laughs> I forgot to tell you guys, Damon's back. I mean, we missed him so much. And Damon, what's uh, up? I know, I know, Damon missed doing bets while he was in Alabama. Uh, but any any juicy bets you got for us over at the Bet MGM Sportsbook app? I literally have not been betting at you, all. Oh no, oh no. We work that, Damon really hard, especially especially when he's on the road bad. helping with something. Yeah, it's been bad. He uh, had a lot of weather issues that he doesn't typically have to I deal think I with. Heard no, no player props in in Alabama, and I was out. Yeah. So oh, yeah. so now I'm back in. It's oh Arizona no, player time. props. Oh yeah, you can get restricted geographically, and that's not always the best. But if you live here in Arizona, you can get down not on here. the Bet MGM Sportsbook app. You don't get restricted in any way here. But, uh, of course, make sure to check out all of those fun Super Bowl bets if you haven't done so yet. Because even if you don't feel like betting on players or athletic competition, you can bet on what song Usher is going to open up his set with at halftime. You can bet on what color Gatorade the winner is going to pour on their coach. So make sure to check all of those fun bets out over at the BetMGM Sportsbook. Uh, sign up for BetMGM right now and use our bonus code of PHNX. You place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the Sportsbook mobile application for at least $5. You will receive $158 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details and now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text OPE-NY 467-369-NEW York. Call 1-800-327-5050-5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-991-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. See, we got to get the band. We got to get the harmonizing back together. Um, <laughs> I am glad, though, Jesse, that Theo Epstein is with the Red Sox because I do feel like, like that 
it's like us getting a DH, right? Like the need is satisfied. So like, leave our Mike Hazen alone. Stop calling him. Stop texting him. Stop, stop liking all of his Instagram pictures. You know what I mean? Like stop all of this <laughs> pursuing our guy. But um, that's because Mike Hazen did this off season, the exact thing that we knew Mike Hazen could do. We knew that if, if you allowed Mike Hazen to cook, he's going to cook. And I feel like the, the budget that Ken Kendrick and Diamondbacks ownership allowed him to go out there and improve this team with, uh, once again, he was, he was still able to go out and get a lot of value with, without spending an enormous amount of money, at least not nearly as much as we've seen some of the other teams in baseball spend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and the fact that the Diamondbacks, speaking of prospects, haven't really traded any this offseason, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's basically just been money. There was the the trade, of course, to get Eugenio Suarez, but that you know, that took Sebi Zavala and, and Carlos Vargas, two guys who not, you know, not at the top of the the prospect list for the Diamondbacks by any means. So yeah, it's been efficient, right? I mean, it's it's not only have they have they checked a lot of boxes, but uh, you know, the amount of money that they've spent across the board has been pretty reasonable. And uh, and I think they've spent more of it altogether than than a lot of people were expecting. Well, Fox went ahead and ranked uh, the best off seasons in MLB and the worst off seasons. And uh, this right here is the most exciting and the most disappointing. Uh, and their year, Arizona Diamondbacks ranked number three on this list behind the Los Angeles Dodgers and the New York Yankees. Yeah, we have most exciting and then we have most disappointing. Uh, and and uh, this graphic was clearly made before the Baltimore Orioles traded for Corbin Burns because uh, I don't think the Orioles would be on the most disappointing side uh, of this of this graphic anymore. But no. yeah, this is that's this how is fast interesting. Things can change, Jesse. Things can change quickly, and that's what I'm saying. Like you see the Cubs over there at number one on most disappointing. Uh, but you know, you go out and you 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 mess around. You shine. You sign Matt Chapman. Uh, you sign Blake Snell or whatever, uh, and suddenly things can things can change very quickly. The offseason certainly certainly there's still some more moves to be made. Um, yeah, they have the Diamondbacks here behind the Dodgers and the Yankees. I don't think you can argue with the Dodgers. No. Like that, that's just. I mean, if ever if ever a team you know quote unquote won the offseason, I think we have to give that to the Dodgers, <laughs> the Dodgers at this point. Yeah. Acquiring Tyler Glass now and extending him for five more seasons is like a footnote in everything that the Dodgers have have done this offseason, which is which is kind of outrageous. And that would have been but, most teams' best move. You know what I mean? Like that would have been by yeah. far the best addition to twenty six of the teams in baseball, probably. I mean, even if the Diamondbacks had gone out and traded for Tyler Glass now True. and extended him. That, I mean that that would have you know certainly been that the headliner move for them as well. So yeah, the Dodgers are a clear cut number one. I think you could have some some debate over who should come after them. Uh, as we said, that they have the Yankees in that spot. Obviously, the Yankees traded for Juan Soto, which was a a very significant move. Juan yes. Soto, I think, is is destined for. Uh, you know, some pretty special things, especially playing in that ballpark. Uh, you know, that's obviously a big thing. But I think you could have a debate there over, you know, it might be the the Diamondbacks and uh, Diamondbacks, Yankees. Uh, the Braves were uh, were on this list as well. I guess the Orioles you could throw into the conversation. Uh, whoever you want to put at number two, I, I think there's there's a conversation to be had there. There's no no disrespect to Trent Grisham or Alex Verdugo, but... Juan Soto and Marcus Stroman are the big additions there to the Yankees. A Yankees team uh, that didn't do very well last year. I'm not going to say they were a bad team, but they didn't do very well. 
Whereas the Diamondbacks were a team that had an incredible postseason run, and then they went out, and I think the big thing here is addressed almost every single one of their positional needs and still have a little bit money of money left in the budget to get the rest of the potentially uh, the rest of what they're looking for, at least, you know, uh, some some decent options there to fill in. But re-signing Lourdes, bringing in Erod, bringing in Jock Peterson and trading for Gino. I mean, those like it's just crazy because the Diamondbacks are a team. They had three starting pitchers. They desperately needed a fourth. But the cat to bring in somebody the caliber of Eduardo Rodriguez, where you kind of like move Brandon Fott down to four, and now you have your your three, a guy that could hypothetically move in at maybe two. You know, it's it none it's all it all is what it is. Nobody really cares who where they're at in the starting rotation. But I'm just saying, like, has the talent there to essentially be a number two starter behind Zach Gallen, uh, and bring in, you know, a, a solution to their their problem at third base that they had where they just kind of had a third base by committee like th- this team yeah. over the last year from where they were at to start that season you know where they started the 2023 season versus where they are at right now as we speak is a team that has addressed every single one of their needs including the improvement to the bullpen around you know the trade deadline at the last season right so it's like i i can't see honestly a way that you could tell me the yankees had a better offseason than the Diamondbacks. I really can't, but I can see yeah. what we're saying about how this could instantly change because if any of these disappointing teams just pick up two of Scott Boris's clients, then they might even yeah. slot in at number two above the Diamondbacks over on the most exciting side. Yeah, I, I'm i torn on who I would put at number two. I, I When I look at what the Diamondbacks have done, I, you know, I think it's been a good offseason for them. I still think that you know, they, they got Jock Peterson instead of Jorge Soler, J.D. Martinez. I guess that's, you know, one potential negative you could point to. They didn't add to the bullpen, which I know is something that, uh, that Jordan mentioned when he was on yeah. on this show, uh, filling in the other day. That That is a, a little bit of a concern for me. I, I, know, I know that you can add bullpen pieces at the trade deadline. That's a pretty manageable thing to do. I imagine that's probably what the Diamondbacks are thinking, that, you know, if they get they're you know in the mix as they expect to be come the trade deadline you can you can add a left-handed reliever whatever you need at the back end um but yeah i i don't really see another team that has clearly had a better offseason than the diamondbacks uh, the yankees although juan soto is you know a better player than anyone the diamondbacks have gotten i i'm not sure if he's really enough like the yankees weren't exactly right on the brink last season i know there were tons of yeah. injuries across the board yeah. but that kind of seems to be the case every year for for the yankees uh i know they're expecting carlos rodon to to bounce back and you know actually be a, a productive starter i think there's certainly a world in which the yankees are a, a 95 win team in 2024 but yeah if you i mean if you're looking at it compared to like what the team actually needs in order to be in good position to make the playoffs i'm not sure the yankees have actually done what they really need to do in order to be in in good position to make the playoffs, I could I could see it happening, but I'm not sure they're in as as good of a position as the Diamondbacks are right now. I also wonder where you would put the Orioles now that they've made the Corbin Burns move. Do they impact that top three? Do they slide in above any of these teams on the most? I mean, it has they have to fall somewhere in the top five. But do you put them above where the Braves uh, fell? Do you put them above the Diamondbacks? I think I, yeah, man. I mean, the the Orioles just didn't need that much this offseason, right? Right, right. Um, 
Whereas, whereas, you know, some other teams on this list uh, did. The yeah. Orioles had one really big need, which was to get an elite starting pitcher. And, and they, they absolutely have checked that box. So yeah. I guess like, yeah, they, they didn't need to do as much, but they did do what, what they needed to. So in that sense, I'm inclined to put the Orioles, maybe I'd put the Orioles at second and then, and then I'd have the Diamondbacks sliding in at third. I guess I, I didn't necessarily love Craig Kimbrell for them. That that's maybe my my one criticism of the Orioles, a team that doesn't Good spend point. a ton of money. Fourteen uh, mil. I, Fourteen million. Yeah, it was something. It was something like that. The pitcher that we saw in the playoffs was not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be giving Craig Kimbrell fourteen million dollars at, at this stage in his career. I mean, do we want to talk about uh, the home run against Corbin Burns in the playoffs, or do we just want to? Not acknowledge that. Yeah, Cor- Corbin Burns was clearly wanting to move to the American League so that he didn't have to face Gabby Moreno, Corbin true. Carroll, and Cattell Marte in, in the first round of the playoffs. That I now cannot happen. So uh, buyer buyer beware, right, uh, for the <laughs> Orioles. You might want to watch that wild card series game. I I don't know if you are if you know what you're getting. Uh, me and Jesse have watched it 600 times, so you might as well just take a peep in at least just one time to see what you got in the playoffs. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Diamondbacks continue uh, to make pitchers feel sad. That, that, that The Diamondbacks did end uh, Corbin Burns' career with the Brewers, technically, right? Am I right? Am I right? They did. They did. So that's just a fun uh, trophy <laughs> to hang on your mantle. Uh, big shout out, by the way, this week we went out to Phoenix Raceway. Jesse, of course, uh, did not join us because he was in Washington, D.C., at the Spy Museum, which sounds so cool every time I hear him say that. But uh, we had a blast out at Phoenix Raceway. In fact, uh, I even tore up the track a little myself. Jesse, do we have footage of that? Ah. Your boy still has got it. He still got it. Yeah, I thought I thought racetracks were for cars, not skateboards. They, uh, yeah, Maybe it's kind of wild. It, you know, it's wild when they take one look at me and say, "No, you're not allowed to drive any of the cars." No, I was like, "Just a little ways," and they're like, "No ways, no, not at all, not in a, <laughs> not slowly, not quickly. You're not allowed to drive the cars at all." But you shred though. I do shred. I do shred. And uh, the Valley of the Sun will roar to life this spring when NASCAR returns to Phoenix Raceway, March eighth through tenth. I have never been to a NASCAR race before, by the way. I have to profess yeah, that. Yeah, same. And there was a lot. It was it was pretty epic being out there standing on the racetrack and like and standing in front of the grandstands and stuff. It was really cool. So uh, I definitely am going to make my way out there uh, this year and catch a race. Of course, uh, I also needed to kind of be uh, informed a little bit by the president of Phoenix Raceway about NASCAR. I, I my wife knows way more than me about NASCAR, Jesse. I can't allow that, right? And it's not a man-woman thing. I do sports for a living. I can't have my wife looking at me and rolling her eyes when she's trying to break down how the NASCAR playoff chase works and how their point system works. I can't have it. I need to understand it. I need her to get me a book like you got me on FIP. So it's like <laughs> FIP for dummies or whatever it was that you got me. But, uh, of course, make sure to check out all the fun that Phoenix Raceway has. Uh, she was telling me they have some great experiences, by the way. You can get your loved one, like my wife who loves NASCAR, uh, a NASCAR experience where they come out, they teach them how to drive. I think they actually let them race around the track, unlike they wouldn't let me. Uh, they're also uh, a charity event where you can drive your own car on the track. So whether you're a diehard racing fan or simply looking for a fantastic day out, 
Uh, there's going to be so much fun to be at at Phoenix Raceway. Make sure to check out uh, their spring break at Phoenix Raceway. Uh, and of course, get your tickets to the Shriners Children's 500 at Phoenix Raceway. That is March 8th through 10th. Promises a weekend of good vibes for the whole family. Get your tickets now at phoenixraceway.com. Uh, and also, fill up. There's a Circle K right there, uh, right by the racetrack. It was a great Circle K. It was perfectly positioned for both me and Espo to stop. I had to get gas. Espo had to get a drink. Uh, and it's it's what Circle Ks do. They're, they're exactly where you need them to be at all times here in the Valley. It's America's third stop. And, of course, if you sign up right now for their Inner Circle membership program, which is absolutely free, you can save 25 cents off per gallon. Gas prices are going back up, so it's a great time to do this. Uh, it'll be 25 cents off per gallon on your first five fill-ups. You also get three cents off per gallon every day after that. You also get a wonderful selection of free products. Uh, buy five, get a six-one free on pizza, coffee, ice-cold fountain drinks, all sorts of great stuff in the app. So make sure to join the Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Uh, big shout out to all of our diehards. Of course, if you are a diehard, we thank you so much for being one. If you are not a diehard, join us today over at gophnx.com. Uh, we have all sorts of wonderful content on the Discord, uh, including all of our Discord discussions. We have our game show squeeze play. We have so much more uh, coming to you diehards. Uh, we're trying to do our best to give you all of the value that you are looking for. And of course, we love hanging out with you guys, so you guys make it so much fun and easy to do so. Uh, you get Jesse's newsletter uh, for free now, by the way. He wanted me to tell everybody that. But there is other content Jesse has that is for diehards only. So you want to make sure not to miss out on that. You also don't want to miss out on all of the content we have here at PHNX. Uh, we also have discounts with our partners, discount on our takeover events like the Suns coming up on February 14th. Uh, great way, great way to spend Valentine's Day. So make sure to check out all of our events. And, uh, of course, make sure to become a diehard today. Uh Speaking of diehards, happy birthday to one of our favorite diehards, the one and only Cogs, turns 18 today. Uh, he's one of our only king snakes, by the way. Do we have that? Well, let's start off the king snake. There we go. Oh boy, Cogs. So happy for you. Happy birthday, young man. Uh, he has started a rival podcast, though, and so he is dead to us. And that's the last positive <laughs> thing I'll ever say about him on this show until the end of time. That's how it works. You know, that's how it works around here. I'm a very, I'm a very petty individual, uh, Jesse, but uh, I do know who Corbin Carroll would maybe elect for King Snake, by the way. Uh, and I'm thinking, based on this story he told at the MLB headquarters, that he would be electing Luis Gonzalez for his King Snake, considering apparently Gonzo uh, saved his life. Is that right? Is that is that hyperbolic to say he saved his <laughs> life? I mean, yeah. The story goes that Corbin Carroll was locked inside of Chaparral High School um, <laughs> with, with with his mom. I believe they were. Uh, his mom was like throwing him BP. Yeah, and uh, we, we the have, Diamondbacks. We have video of it. We, yes, we have Corbin yes. telling the story. Let's hear Corbin from Corbin himself. And there was a story I saw during COVID. Was your mom throwing batting practice to you? Did that happen? That's awesome. I told this story two days ago randomly, but this is getting out there now. To Arizona, we'd driven down COVID, the canceled season, do our, our testing, and they're like, okay, go quarantine. Like, don't go to the grocery store, don't do anything. We're like, all right, I mean, I can't sit still, so let's go take some batting practice. Mom got out there. We go to Chaparral High School. Yeah, hit BP, everything's great. 
and then I uh, got locked into the high school. My mom was like, okay, call Joe, your, your agent. So call Joe. Joe calls our assistant GM. Amiel calls Luis Gonzalez. Like former Diamondbacks legend, Luis Gonzalez. Yes. I did have to explain to my mom who, who exactly this was that was coming to get us. My mom's like, who, who's this coming again? I'm like, mom, this is, you know, not just like another guy yeah i like show her the video of him winning the world series and uh that was my first time meeting uh meeting him so he he won't let me forget that that is an unreal story (laughs) of course gonzo is a hero jesse we knew that but gonzo is a hero (laughs) gonzo's like superman like everybody has almost the story of the time gonzo saved them from falling out of a building or or from a car almost swerving at them in traffic it's incredible uh what this guy has done yeah, that's my favorite part of this story is that Gonzo in his advisory role in the Diamondbacks front office is is apparently like the errand boy. Um, you know, like I like I I imagine that, you know, if they if they need some refreshments or whatnot during some of their front office How meetings, they send Gonzo to, to, no. to go do that. No. Uh, you know, if you're if your star prospect locked himself inside of a high nope. school, of course that's Gonzo's job. No. Everyone knows that. No, I have one friend I will call to get me out of jail. Jesse, I have lots of friends. I have lots of friends that would come get me out of jail, but I only have one friend that I actually would call. Why is that? Because I know that man will get the job done. And that's the same reason why you send Gonzo to go rescue Corbin Carroll. You're like, oh, could we send it? Yeah, I mean, we could send, do you want to send an intern? No, we can't send an intern. Intern's not going to be able to talk the principal of Chaparral High School into coming over and unlocking the gates. Gonzo is. Gonzo can get anything to happen. Gonzo is a goddamn hero, and we know it. I have my own heroic story of interacting with Gonzo, and I've told it on this show many times. He let me cut in line in front of him at Dutch Bros at Chase Field when there was a very long line. Talk about a hero. Like, you want there to be more to that story? There isn't, other than he knew my name without my badge being turned around the right way, and that was also a very cool moment for me personally. However, I digress. The point is, anybody that lets me cut in line in front of them at Dutch Bros is a goddamn hero, and that's... The way it goes. And of course, we already knew that about Gonzo. But uh, this story is spectacular. And uh, uh, there's another part of this that very much intrigued me. And it's not even included in that particular clip that we that we showed just now. But not only does Corbin Carroll's mom, Palin, throw him batting practice, but she's a lefty, Jesse. And he even said that she has a, a pretty like a pretty nasty arm angle. Like she's, she's bringing it is what I'm saying. And it all makes all the sense now why Corbin Carroll is as good as baseball as he is. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I now I have to see that. I don't, I don't <laughs> yes, exactly. Throw a, throw a baseball. Can we arrange, um, we need the diamondbacks to arrange for another media BP. And then we need, we need, <laughs> we need Corbin Carroll's mom out there throwing the ball to us. Imagine the scenes of his mom throwing him BP in a home run derby. I mean, that would just stop. That would be magic. That would really be something, something, but that would be a terrible idea for Corbin because why would you intentionally choose someone who has like this nasty (laughs) left on left arm angle to be throwing to you in a a home run derby? Because he's Corbin and he just wants to show how impressive he is. Yeah, that's the truth. I'm not, I'm not opposed to that, but uh, we are just 12 days away from pitchers and catchers reporting three weeks away from spring training game. So we will be watching baseball here in no time. We cannot wait for that. Uh, so make sure to keep your eyes peeled. We will be at 1 p.m. until spring training or until uh, pitchers and catchers report. Then we're going to be moving our show out an hour to 2 p.m. So we just wanted to 
update you guys on that. Uh, on tomorrow's audio-only show, we will be discussing where Baseball America and ESPN rank the Diamondbacks farm system and if there's any cause for pause, any cause for panic there. Um, but uh, we got lots of fun stuff. We, we're so glad you guys stopped by. Of course, uh, we did comment on a video on YouTube about the little beauty that the Arizona Diamondbacks dropped on us. I don't know. Do we have the image of the hat anywhere available? Can you grab that for me? The Diamondbacks just casually dropped an image of their spring training hat on us, Jesse. And uh, it caused our office to just erupt into chaos because the hat is so goddamn gorgeous that uh, we couldn't believe it was real. It was incredible. Uh, I'd heard from an inside source that this hat was fire. And it's hard to live up to that, right? Like, you tell me that the new spring training hat's fire, and I am as skeptical as I possibly could be, because I just don't believe it. I don't believe it's as awesome as, uh, as, as it was described, and it was as, it was as awesome as described. Uh, we'll pull that up for you, but what were your thoughts on this, uh, on this teal beauty that they have uh, this spring? It's much better than last year was the, the really the first thing that came to mind. The Diamondbacks uh, spring training hat last year was all red. It was like a red on red look. Um, and it was like the the trucker hat design. Yeah. Uh, with the it, mesh I in the back. Like, yeah. I feel like people don't really like that. and um, Especially bald men. Yeah, it's a little, that's like, fair. Uh, it's, it's a little, <laughs> it seems a little bit more uncomfortable, but uh, yeah, this isn't the Diamondbacks primary hat. Like they're not going to wear this in the regular season as far as we're aware. Uh, but who knows? Uh, you know, maybe this is paving the way for the Diamondbacks one day to actually have, you know, uh, teal, not just as like an accent color, but yeah. it's like, yeah, we are wearing a hat that is all teal in regular season baseball games. Yeah. You got that fire, Damon? Drop that on him. Look at that thing. Oh, man. That's a pretty hat. Like, there was a lot of rumors about what the new Diamondbacks jerseys were going to look at. Like, we heard that there was some potentially all-teal jerseys. And honestly, if the Diamondbacks could find a way to pair this with an, with, a, with a jersey of the same color, I, I don't hate that. I don't hate that entirely. I also don't hate the idea of this eventually becoming a regular season hat. I know sometimes they kind of test some ideas out and see what the response is to them. This one is such a great looking hat though. Like there's some sort of like, it looks like a golf hat to me. It looks like it has some sort of moisture wicking material to it. Uh, it. It has a very simplistic design that looks like something like I described on our video yesterday that people would wear out to the, to the open and stuff. So that's a, I don't know. It's just a fire hat. I, I dig it very much. Yeah. I think, I think you'll see D I think the diamondbacks, first of all, on Twitter, uh, they commented on on someone who was asking where they could buy the hat or, you know, if they could buy the hat and the D-back said soon. Uh, so it sounds like we'll be getting that opportunity uh, here in, in short order. And uh, yeah, you're going to see, I think you're going to see D-backs fans wearing these, not just, uh, you know, not just at the oh, ballpark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, can I drop some insider information on you? Oh, please. I know for a fact that they're already at the team shop. They're just not available for sale yet. And I can also say that uh, they're just waiting on the official sale date to drop. I imagine it can't be too much later than when spring training starts, especially if the uh, like this, this is different than supply not being available for the jerseys, but the the hats are in. So uh, it sounds like it should be only a matter of time until they drop. They will be available at the team shop over here at Chase Field. And I imagine they'll be available at all of the 
uh, at those at those shops out at Salt River Fields when you go out to those spring training games. So, um, yeah, there's uh, Elise says, I love it, but wish the teal were a little darker if they made a jersey out of it. Let's look at that hat again. I was going to bring that up about the color. That's the only thing that's like they are definitely moving with some of these shades of teal into a Dude, just complete blue. I was saying that to you not that long ago and you were like screaming at me like I was crazy. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a completely different color than the old that, teal that the D-backs that used is, to have. That, it's a well, completely I mean, different it color. It looks like a completely different color than the fangs in the Diamondback logo or even the 24 there on the side. It's like a light which, blue. Yeah, right. Like, it's definitely... There's not really much green tint to it but i like that about that don't you like that about that or do you not like like someone was putting up the old thing i dislike we, it i just we've just moved so keep... far from the teal in the original diamondbacks yeah. logo that basically yeah. looks like a like a green now like by comparison it's yeah the, the there, teal in the original there's a green. there's a difference between teal and turquoise and what what the diamondbacks started with was teal uh, according to this Google search that I'm doing right now, what they have now is really turquoise. Uh, if you yeah. look up like turquoise versus teal, this hat yeah. looks a whole lot more turquoise right. than it uh, than it does teal. Teal is darker. What are we doing? This Lean into my, that. This has been my war for a while. But Just call yeah. it that. Yeah, don't that act like an, it's the same. Turquoise That's is an indigenous. Problem. It's indigenous to Arizona. Like it's it's part of our. It'd be like you know. It's like when they like actually had copper be part of the design right like that is an arizona thing sure. it's one of the five c's that our state stands for and that is something that like it it's cool when you can find ways to incorporate that into you know our designs like our we have a lot of culture here but our culture has a lot to do with hispanic culture here in arizona it has a lot to do with native american culture and and and, and it's that stuff right it's the it's it's the copper and it's the the turquoise and some of the metals some of the stuff like that you went so far as to call a shade of red sedona red i don't know why you're not leading into just calling this turquoise <laughs> and and just getting away from the teal stuff altogether but uh elizabeth says this reminds me of the sun's jersey from last year that's and that's yeah. incredibly accurate that's very much Pretty what similar. it looked like for sure so um but can't wait of course we'll see these in person out spring training and that is right around the corner and that is where you will find me and Jesse, uh, Nicholas says turquoise and copper for the D-backs would be so freaking hot. There you go. We just we just brainstormed that as a group and we figured it out. Hopefully the Diamondbacks design department is watching. We know they are. I don't even know if there with is a black. Diamondbacks design department. With black. With black? And yeah. And maybe maybe just a little bit of purple. <sighs> with a little bit of purple? Man. It's a lot of colors. With a little bit of gold and a little bit of purple. I'm, I'm just trying to bring the old yeah, colors back. Um. Shout out to Pedro, by the way. I saw he complimented my hat earlier. I didn't acknowledge it. Uh, he said I was like his cool tío. Uh, Mijo, thank you for saying that. I appreciate you. Uh, of course, uh, as a good tío, I will tell you that if you want to save yourself some money uh, and go uh, maybe secure your financial future a little bit, go with our friends over at Desert Financial. Uh, Desert Financial Credit Union has been Arizona's largest, most trusted credit union for more than 84 years, and they always have your financial interest in mind, which not all financial in institutions do. Uh, they got me started on my home ownership journey, and they can get you started as well. So you can look to Desert Financial for loans, credit cards, checking and savings account accounts, mortgages, and so much more, uh, including investment options, which is important right now. So join a credit union that is committed to giving back to the community and sharing success with its members. When you open a free checking account online, you can get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200 right now. 
Uh, also, Game Time, you know, Game Time, I don't think Game Time covers spring training games, but Game Time does cover almost everything else that you want to go to. I'm going to go see a musical tonight, Jesse, which I am very much not looking forward to. Um, but, and that's only because not, it has nothing to do with the musical itself. It has to do with the fact that my daughter is very much into singing the songs from musicals uh, while she's in the shower with her music blaring as loudly as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And then she's out there just performing both parts. It's just crazy behavior. And I have to deal with listening to it while I'm trying to overwatch, you know, Godzilla shows over here on Apple Plus. But uh, I will tell you that if you want to go to musicals, if you want to go to concerts, you want to go to shows, most importantly, if you want to go uh, to games, make sure to check out Game Time. It is the place for last minute ticket deals. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download their app and create an account and use code PHNX for $20 off your first order. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I have to dunk on you a little bit. Eric, please do. Game please. time does have spring training tickets. They do have spring. Well, Absolutely. they have everything. I uh, see. Absolutely. I was wrong. Okay, I'm glad to know that. You're I'm glad to know that the side of your mouth. I am talking. I'm. You're right. You're Here I am. Mustard on their jacket. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Here I am blowing up their spot, and I was just factually incorrect. <laughs> Game time does have spring training tickets, folks. So again, if you all of a sudden decide to play hooky and you need those last minute tickets to those uh, those spring training games, they're all day games, pretty much, right, Jesse? They're almost all day games. Were there any night games on the schedule? Yeah, yeah. I think there's a couple. They always play a night game against like, the, the Reds out in Avondale uh, oh yeah, every that's year. Right. That's a, that's, that's right. A thing. The I think, annual I think night like Reds game. <laughs> Yeah, it's really random. It's yeah. really random. I discovered last year that that was not just a one-time thing. But yeah, like it's an every annual, year. An annual yeah. occurrence, yeah. All right, well, uh, can't wait uh, to watch all of that baseball action. So make sure to get your tickets through game time. Uh, of course, make sure to say hi to Jesse and I when you're out there. We will be out there watching this Diamondbacks team. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. We're very glad to have Damon back behind the Mac on ones and twos. You can follow him at Damon Dog. That's D-A-W-G. We are Damon's dogs. Bark, bark. Bark, bark. Of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Do not miss our audio-only podcast dropping tomorrow. We will be talking more about where the Diamondbacks farm system ranks, uh, as well as how these umpires uh, might be doing a little better behind the plate, at least better than Punxsutawney Phil, that fraud. Uh, but we will get into that more on that audio podcast, so make sure to join us over there. Uh, we do appreciate your time, as always. We thank you for stopping by. We will see you on Monday with our Mailbag Monday episode. Uh, and in the meantime, you guys take care of yourself. Uh, take care of yourselves. Uh, Cogs, you have a happy birthday. And uh, y'all, rest of you, remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you don't trust a groundhog to tell you the weather. <laughs>